Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello, today the title of my talk is When Life Punches You in the Face. When Life Punches You in the Face. Because, you know, it does. Life punches us in the face sometimes, right? Um, and I want to share with you a quote from the spiritual teacher Ram Das. He said, and I quote, All of our life experience is grist for the mill of awakening. All of our life experience is grist for the mill of awakening. Now, I don't know what grist is, and if I'm honest, I barely know what a mill is, but the point is, our spiritual journey is our entire life experience. We don't simply practice Buddhism when we're in a temple. We are not trying to walk the bodhisattva path only when it's convenient or at the right time, but rather, everything is grist for the mill of awakening. Everything is part of this journey, or can be, and you can take a lesson from anything that happens to you. I believe that. I believe that. So I think Ram Dass is right. So I'm going to tell you a story, and it's a personal story, and then we're going to see if we can grasp grasp some uh, meaning in it, okay? So I went to Detroit for work, and this was a little while ago, early August 2023. And I was there for six days. And uh, it was a pretty good time the first few days. I went to the Motown Museum and I I tried Detroit-style pizza. I walked around a bit and it was, it was pretty nice. But on the fourth day, again, out of six, on the fourth day, I was standing on a street corner across the street from my hotel. So not even in a bad neighborhood. That's an important part of the story to me. But I was standing there and this guy runs up and punches me. Now, I should add though, I was doing something stupid that you should never do in a strange city. I was looking at my phone. So, and who knows, maybe I would have seen him coming if I wasn't looking at my phone. Of course, I'll never know. There's a lot of things about this I'll never know. But I was looking at my phone, and a stranger ran up and punched me in the face. In the face, right in the mouth. And it shook me. I fell on the ground. I had the good fortune to catch myself on my arms. That must have been a reflex, because I didn't have my wits about me. But I did catch myself on my arms. I'm really grateful that I didn't hit my head. And uh, I just... I was, at the time, I didn't know what was happening, and I didn't get my wits about me enough to even look up and see the guy running away, which he did. He ran away. For a second, I really was worried he was going to rob me, and again, I'm very grateful I didn't get robbed, right? I just got sucker punched, and I didn't even have the wherewithal to sit up and look at him. So later, when I was talking to the police, like, I didn't really know what the guy looked like. Unfortunately, they were asking me and I didn't know 
If I had had my wits about me, I might have jumped up and taken a photo, which of course, maybe he would have seen me take a photo and come back. I'll never know. Again, again I'll never know, right? But the point is he was gone. Uh, I don't know if I would have called the police, but somebody else did. The police did show up and I texted my friend who was inside the hotel and I was like, hey, I need like a towel or something because um, I got punched because I've got blood. I didn't say that. I've got blood all over myself. Uh, and if you've ever had a wound on your face, you know, sometimes they can, it can be a real bleeder and can make you think it's a lot worse than it is. And that, that was the situation here because it wasn't that bad. But anyway, uh, my friend brought me a, two towels, a wet one and a dry one, and I got myself cleaned up and I went over and talked to the police and they took my report, but I don't have like a lot of optimism that will catch the guy. And, you know, I didn't get hurt that bad, so that's not that big a deal to me. And a paramedic came and looked at my face and said I didn't need stitches. So I could go to the hospital if I wanted, but they didn't think I needed to. And I went about my day. And uh, I tell you, if you're at a work conference and you get punched, um, everybody's really nice to you. It was, it was people that I didn't know, knew who I am, did. So that was, that was kind of cool. Um, and I hope at the next conference, they're not like, are you safe? Cause that would be annoying. But so here's the thing. At first, I was thinking, uh, I could tell he was a young guy. That's the only, he was young. Um, and I think he was playing some kind of game. So at first, I thought, how much hate do you have in your heart that you just, a stranger looks like you could get away with punching them, so you do it, right? How much hate do you have? How angry are you that you're doing that? That was my first thought. But then a little bit later, uh, when I had some more reasonableness in my mind, I thought, oh, this is a game or something. Maybe I'm on TikTok, right? Maybe maybe I'm getting more views on TikTok than ever. Who knows, right? He could have had a friend filming because I heard about, somebody told me about this thing called the knockout game, which I would have believed was not a real thing. But now I think, oh, well, maybe, maybe it's real, right? I would have believed that's not a real thing if somebody came up to me and said, yeah, they just go punch people because I would think, aren't they afraid that someone they punch might have a gun, right? Because that's, that's where my head goes. But if I wanted to assault people, which I don't, but if I wanted to, I'd still think I'd be kind of worried about guns. But who knows, right? You never know in this country anymore. So all of that was to say unexpected things happen. Unexpected bad things happen. Sometimes unexpected good things happen. Um, maybe we don't remember those as much, but you know, you have a health condition. You find out you have a health condition you never knew you had. Or you have an accident. Or you get assaulted. Or you get divorced. Or you lose your job. Or your job that was easy gets changes and it becomes hard, right? All sorts of stuff. We feel fulfilled and then suddenly we don't anymore. Lots of things that are not supposed to happen, happen. Lots of things that aren't supposed to happen, happen. Young people die. Innocent people get assaulted on the street, of course, but also young people die. 
really wonderful people get horrible, Ill- horrible illnesses. And you think, how can life be fair at all, right? Life reminds us. Life gives us this lesson over and over. Um, and unfortunately, maybe we forget the lesson. But life reminds us over and over that we are not in control. We are not in control. And um, the truth is also, it reminded me of my mortality. Not that like I was likely to die, but something just as surprising could happen that results in your death. We are fragile beings. And I could have been killed. I could have hit my head and died on a street corner and never come home. It's a harrowing thing to think about. Right? And people die all sorts of ways all the time. Car accidents... Freak accidents like falling down and hitting your head, right? Um, Getting struck by lightning like my grandfather, right? People die all sorts of ways. And I think the older we get, the more we know life life is fleeting. But when we're young, maybe we don't know that as much. But still, sometimes we forget. I think even very old people, sometimes they forget that death is almost here. The death is anywhere and everywhere, right? In the Diamond Sutra, the Buddha said, and I quote, This fleeting world is like a star at dawn, a bubble in a stream, a flash of lightning in a summer cloud, a flickering lamp, a phantom, and a dream. And that's just a real fancy, really wordy way of saying we can go at any time. We don't think that. We think that's not supposed to be us, but it could be. It could be. Easily. Um, Things that weren't supposed to happen, happen. The poet Henry David Thoreau said that most of us live lives of quiet desperation. And I like that a lot because we're talking about sort of the high-level suffering of old age, sickness, and death. But there's the low-level suffering we struggle with, too. And that is, I hate having to pay bills. Right? I hate having to pay bills. And we all have that to a greater or lesser degree. We all have little unpleasant things, too. This is not limited to big things. The Buddha, he described life as suffering in the Four Noble Truths, in the one of the earliest teachings of Buddhism, a foundational teaching, the Four Noble Truths. He said life is suffering, but he didn't really say life is suffering. That's the translation that we have come to accept. But the original word is dukkha. And the first time it was translated, it was translated to suffering. And we've just sort of held on to that. I've read it said that unease is a better word for dukkha. Life is unease. And I I like that a little better because suffering, like that connotes, um, well, 
getting assaulted, right? That connotes like more, more awful things and not the mild things, the mild everyday things that are happening. Like I don't like to pay bills, right? Right. So Duca, I've seen it described as like an ox cart with one messed up wheel or one broken wheel. Now, when I hear ox cart, I think of Oregon Trail because I'm Gen X, right? Anybody else? Oregon Trail. But I don't know if that's what the Buddha, I don't know if that's what an ox cart is. So allow me to adjust the metaphor and say life is like a shopping cart with one messed up wheel. I think in the Buddha's time, maybe a lot of people had ox carts. So that was a really understandable metaphor. And in our time, a lot of people go shopping. So that might be an easier metaphor for us. So you know what I'm talking about? You go to the store and you get a shopping cart and you know, you're shopping and you're thinking like, oh, do I have enough money for all this stuff? Right. And you're shopping. And once in a while, the wheel just sticks. So you're shopping and you're just moving along like boom, boom, like just for a second, it sticks and then it's fine and it's normal. And so you're like, okay, well, I guess this, this irritating thing is happening, but I, it's not bad enough to put the cart back, right? It's just going along once in a while, boom, boom, right? Once in a while, it's a pain. That's the life of quiet desperation. We want perfect comfort and we're not going to have that. And, you know, sometimes life is like a shopping cart with one messed up wheel. Sometimes it's two or three, right? And sometimes maybe there's no wheels at all. How am I supposed to shop? How am I supposed to get through life when this much stuff is happening? It's hard. It's hard. And... So what I want to advocate for is that we continue to do our meditation practice and we strive from that practice to have a gap, to have a gap so that when we get punched, when life punches us in the face, we don't lament and cry out, but instead we say to ourselves, right now it's like this, what can I do? Right now, it's like this. What can I do? Right now, I'm bleeding on a street corner. What, what can I do? How can I make this better? It's not crying. Although crying is fine. Not good or bad. But what can I do? So I want to encourage you to try to cultivate that mind. That instead of just reacting and just wallowing, we ask ourselves, okay, what can I do? Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you for listening and have a good day.